Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. And welcome to the Tennis Podcast. My name is Craig Cairns and I'm back for a new year and for a new run of shows with Chris Awellamo. How are you doing, Chris? How was your festive season and new year? Good morning, Craig. Hello. And happy new year to you, mate. I know it's a bit probably it's a cut-off date, isn't it? What we're on now. Yeah, it's definitely too late to be saying happy it's, new year. Yeah. But no, it's, it's been good. It's been good, mate. You know, I've uh, been busy. So again, very lucky, fortunate. I know how lucky I am to be going out and watching games live. Uh, and it's not really quieting down over that festive period. So work-wise, it's been great. And then obviously it's just just some quality time. So just uh, keeping the head down. Got a few issues with a couple of the, my properties that I, that I manage, you know. So I've had to go around and sort them out. But yeah, it's just it's just the normal old standard standard self. So uh, twenty twenty one, bring it on. You know what I mean. So any any highlights from the games that you covered over over the festive period? Well, again, I think it's VR. <laughs> that was a highlight. We can't, really, we can't really talk about it too many times. There's, there's been a few kind of instances that I just don't quite understand how, if you look at it and you look at the replay, how you can't make a, a decision that's that's so blatantly obvious. You know, I think the whole fact that there's still human error with VR is, is going to put it uh, under under uh, scrutiny, but again, it's uh, there's been there's been some great games. I was devastated. I was doing uh, I was working with Wolves TV uh, for the game at the weekend, and, and West Brom, to be fair, thoroughly deserved their win. You know, they came and they 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 they, they, they got their goals. I thought we rea- I thought Wolves reacted very well to, to obviously the, conceding the penalty, which again. The contact was outside the box. I don't know if you've seen it, Craig, but Willie Bollies came in on Callum Robinson uh, and and he's, Callum Robinson's got to the ball first, but his foot is planted outside the box. Willie Bollies taken contact and it's been given as a penalty kick. Now that's been looked at as VAR 
And I'm trying to I'm trying to look at it, look at the rules and think if the ball was touching the line, then I understand why it was given as a penalty. And that's the only reason that I can come to because Callum Davidson's hit the ball, but his foot is outside the box. Willie Bolly's made contact. The ball's gone. So the ball doesn't really come into play. Again, we're wasting time here. Value no, no, it's fine. I'm, I'm, bloody VAR. I'm happy so, with that. Yeah. And by the way, when I you're talking about Wolves, you're allowed to say we on this show. You don't have to pretend yeah, that you're neutral here. Yeah, I that, but I get told off. I get told <laughs> off. I was, doing, uh, I was doing Stoke against Leicester and uh, for Talk Sport, and uh, the producer's uh, a massive Leicester fan. And he come up to me before and he says, I know about your affiliations with Stoke, Chris. And he says, but... Uh, I don't want to be hearing we and us in that today, please. I went, no problem. So it's just one of these things. I've got to go from one to the other. So uh, yeah, you'll be saying that with half the clubs that you uh, that you were <laughs> at. You'll be saying we or half the clubs you cover. Do, I went to I went and done the referees course, right? And uh, and and then they said to me, uh, well, now there's they look at rivals of rivals. So I can't if I became a referee. Uh, and I really, really, really kind of bought into it. I thought, you know what? Why why isn't there more ex-professionals going and taking that step? You know, because they know the rules of the game. They understand it. And I just couldn't... But then they said, well, you can't referee your rivals. You can't referee your own clubs. I got asked to be, uh, you know, the, the tribunal, the FA. I yep. went down there and they're the exact same. So if I actually went and joined uh, the FA to actually go, if you're uh, the discipli- uh, disciplinary panels... I can't actually, I would never be able to sit because look at all the, the 18 clubs that I have. So I couldn't then do, I played at Bristol City, so I can't do Bristol City or Bristol uh, Bristol Rovers. Uh, even Cardiff in that class is a, a rival to Bristol. So there's, there's so wow. many, it's like, there's no point to me actually doing it. So I've actually <laughs> took a step back from that, you know, but uh, yeah, it's an interesting one. That's, that's pretty funny that the amount of clubs that you've uh, chosen to play for or just have happened to play for over your career kind of limits your <laughs> possibilities afterwards like that. It's pretty funny. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, let's uh, let's um, move on to a few of the things we're going to talk about today. And another player who um, had many clubs, I think he had... Is uh, one of few players to have more than a thousand career appearances or something like that. That's Graham Alexander. He was appointed as Motherwell manager recently, and he's he's made a start with a couple of draws, uh, quite impressively against Rangers at the at the weekend. There, I'm sure our listeners will be quite familiar with him as a Scotland international and as a, an English Premier League player and that kind of thing. You actually played with Graham Alexander at Burnley. What kind of what kind of a player was he, and what kind of a professional was he? Well, I was actually playing with Graham when he actually made that thousand uh, appearance you know, right. under Eddie Howe at Burnley. I'll, I'll tell you a little story. I don't know if I've got time for it, but Go for basically it. Eddie Howe took Graham Alexander uh, all over the country. He was on the bench and he never... So Graham Alexander's family was coming to all these games because it was his, if he came off the bench, he was going to make his thousand appearance. Oh, really? So Eddie Howe should have just made them brought him off the bench anyway you understand but he was trying to make a point like me and Eddie Howe but had a few kind of we butted heads on a few occasions oh. uh, again I've got another f- amazing story but I, we've not got time for it but Graham we'll save it for when he becomes a Celtic manager what's this we'll save well, it for when he becomes things. Celtic yeah. manager <laughs> you, you know what as a manager and a coach Eddie Howe was outstanding you know he was outstanding uh, but he's not a fan of he's not a fan of the, the target man so straight away, ah, okay. me and Steve Thompson, we were playing, we were, we were, we were, we were competing for uh, that striking position. You know, I was sitting top goal scorer at Burnley when Eddie Howe came in, and then all of a sudden, I remember, I remember Tom shouted over to us after two days training, "Big man, big man, 
he's not having us at all. You know, everything was under knee height. The ball went above knee height, boom, free kick. So he's trying to get us just to make sure that, and that was that was fantastic. His coaching sessions were excellent. Yeah. I thought his man management was good. But again, he, Eddie Howe's only 10 months older than myself. So there was that, there was that, I guess there was a, he had a problem with players within, within a week, 10 days, the whole bench was 30, 30, uh, 30 plus, you understand? Yeah. Uh, but Graham Alexander, as a professional, you know, he spoke sense. When he spoke in the dressing room as a player, everyone listened, even the coaching staff, even the manager, because he's been there, he's done it, you know, uh, and what a player, by the way. Yeah. Goals. I'll have to send you a little link after this, right? When I scored a hat trick against uh, Preston and Graham Alexander was, he made, I think it was, was it two or he made maybe three assists that day? Uh, so maybe every one of them. I think it was my, my second and my third. Uh, but it's just the quality. He had everything. You know what? What an absolute engine, no matter the age on him. Yeah. He exactly. was all over the place and he had it all. And you know what? I think uh, a club that he knew very well, he went to Preston. He was caretaker manager with one of his good friends that ended up, that kind of broke the friendship because they both wanted the job. You understand? Who was that, sorry? Uh, uh, the the centre-back at Everton. He's, he's telling... Uh, Unsworth. Oh, okay. Right. Uh, so they, I think they were they were joint joint caretakers at it. Uh, and again, it's it's an interesting one because as a manager, he's done he's done well. You know, at Fleetwood, he has a style of play. He, he, he puts that to the players. And I think, of course, as a manager, you're always improving. You're always evolving. You're always learning. Having a little bit of time away for the game. He should never have been sacked at Salford City. You know, for what he achieved there, got them promoted. You know what? That, that should buy you a bit of time. A club that's got a lot of money, uh, for whatever reasons, politics, you let go. So he was unbeaten. He was unbeaten this uh the, the season he was let go or something like that 10 games into it's, the season exactly it's, mate you're spot on and you know what 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 what, what chance do you have as a manager if that's going to be the case you know so I think uh, I think again the Scottish League something that he'll know very well he'll know the players because his scouting network's outstanding you know what I mean he's, he's got good relationships in the game as well and like you say he's went up there and he's, he's had a he's had an immediate reaction and I know that's that that's the easy part for a manager because you go into a club you then put your information to the players and they buy into it and you everyone's on a clean slate. So there is going to be a, a rise in performances. There is going to be hopefully a, 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 a collective of getting better results. It's these next couple of games that the, the, the eyes are going to be on Graham Alexander and his Motherwell team. Can he get over the line? Can he get results in these next three, four games and then carry that on? I think that's the big question. I think he can. You know, I think he's, I think the one thing as a manager, and I've done my A-license and they say about when you are the main man and you're a manager, man management's 80% of it, Craig. So it's how we get on, how I speak to you. Can I speak to you in a way that's going to get the best out of you? That's going to make you realise, right, these are my qualities. I've got to work on them still. What's my negatives? Yeah. I've got to work on them because my manager's saying to me, I need you to work on these or you're not going to be in my team. Mm -hmm. The player's got to react to that, but it's how it's put to the player. And that's something that Graham Alexander, being a player, being there and done it, the experience that he's got, the the, the success that he's had, that is that that is infectious. You know, the players will buy into it because he has he's he, he can say, you know what, this is what I did. The experienced players in that Motherwell squad, this is what I did to prolong my career. I had to change my diet, I had to do this, I had to make sure I done this. And you know what? He, he delivers it very, very well. 
And you mentioned there the clean slate. That was something I wanted to uh, ask about because he mentioned that and that's something that you hear a lot of managers say when they first get a job and to the point where it becomes a bit cliche. But is that true? Is that always the case when a new manager comes in that there's a complete clean slate for everybody, for everything that's gone before? Or do they really have they really been watching like the team's last few matches and they think, well, I, I don't really fancy this guy and I don't really fancy that guy? Yeah, well, I've been at a lot of clubs where new managers come in, Craig, you know. and Have you been at one long enough for a manager to change? Yeah. Oh, don't you come out with that. Don't <laughs> Here, I, I tell you something, I only moved club because I said, you know what, I want to play. I want to play if it's if it's if the manager favours someone else and I'm I feel that like I'm training well and I deserve a chance. There's no point in me just sitting there sitting on the yeah, bench. Yeah, you're right. So yeah. I always said, you know what? But a clean slate is a clean slate, and I've I've seen it come in. You know, uh, there's a lot of players. Uh, let's talk about when we were at Burnley with Graham Alexander. There was a lot of players uh, saying uh, Brian Laws should be gone. We were sitting fifth in the, in, in the championship with two three games in hand. If we won the three games in hand, we'd go joint second. Brian Laws got sacked because there was players in the owner's ear that weren't playing. So again, Eddie Howe comes in, he's looking at the squad, uh, and and it, and it does it gives it gives the players a chance to show exactly what they're about. You understand? And that and it is it's a clean slate. So no what no matter what, what what's went on before, a new manager comes in. You've got to remember a new manager can't just put out the exact same team as the previous manager unless he believes that's his best team he has to bring his spin to it he has to recruit someone he has to bring someone in it has to be something different that's why you see some young players be given chances because they'll be the they'll be the they'll be the, the next the next star coming through so the new manager coming in and thinks thinking right you know what I'm gonna throw him in if he does really well it's all gonna come down to me yeah Graham Alexander gave him the chance and this is what it is and it's not just this is what new this is what when ma- when a manager takes over a club they think right They'll look at the games. They probably have watched the previous couple of games. They'll know exactly what the player's about. Yeah. But when they see a player in training, that's when they get a good feel for the player. When they speak to a player, when they see the character, the temperament of the player, that's when they get a feel for the player. So as a clean slate, whatever's went on, if, if a player's been completely frozen out and a new manager comes in, then that chance for that player, and I've seen some quality players that have been completely binned off, a new manager comes in, that's their main guy. The team's built around this guy because he has quality. He might have rubbed the, the previous manager up the wrong way and he's just, he stuck to his guns, you know, and, and, and said, you know, I'm not going to use you. But when a new manager comes in, it is, it is his chance. And the players know that as well. That's why the training levels just go boom. So that's boom, why boom. you sometimes get that lift, which you, you don't always, because do. sometimes the, no, the situation's so you, bad. See, more, yeah. often than, more often than not, you get that lift, Craigie. Even if it's just a... Uh, a, a temporary thing, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean, you spoke about his style style of play. Was that something that he was known for down south? Because that was one thing that was noticeable about that game against Rangers at the weekend. There, that he he set up the team in a similar way to Robinson did in terms of the shape, but he was asking them to pass out from the back, which we haven't really seen Motherwell uh, do. It's not like they never did, but the way in which they had two players, like Rangers were doing, uh, two players either side of the six yard box at by kicks and things like that. It, it, he was just asking. That would be much braver on the ball. Is that is that yeah. the way his teams have played down south? That's the way they have. That's the way that he was a proper baller, Craig. He could play football. You know what I mean? He loved the game. He studied the game. He, he, he you know, so and I think it's important that if that's the way that you want your team to play, even if the players that you've got 
can't play out that way. You have to nail that message home, you know. And it's one of those. And he, he's put his he's put his neck in the line. He'll probably say to the players, like I was at Watford under Gianfranco Zola, and Zola said the exact same. I want you to play out. If we can see goals from this, I, it's me. I'll take the blame for it. I'll put my hands up to the owner. I'll put my hands up to the the media, the press, the fans, and say this is what I want. So Graham Alexander's doing the exact same. And you know what? The players are good enough to do it. You know, they are. They're good enough to do it, but they just have to get into a habit. No matter how tight a high press is and how good they press, if you have the composure, the quality and the bravery to play through a high press, as soon as you do, the team can't high press you anymore. Yeah. They have to drop back and respect the quality that you've got. So this is what Graham Alexander will be nailing home. He'll be setting this team up when they'll do their, their pattern of play and say, look, right, I'm going to set the players up to make it as difficult as possible for you to play through, but I'm going to give you the answers. I'm going to give you the answers. You understand? And and you can see that in the way that they play. So if they can carry that on, and it's a style of play, it's, an, it's, it's nice on the eye, you know, and I don't really see an importance to that brand of football. I don't think, I don't give a damn. If my team go out and win and it's the ugliest football, it's got the result, Craig. But I know there's fans out there that want to be entertained mm-hmm. and there's nothing wrong with that, Craig. You know, you as a Hearts fan, I'm, I'm not sure where, where you sit on that. I would take either at the moment, to be honest. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but I think, I, think, I think most fans would, but there's so much importance put on bra- a brand of football yeah. from maybe the owner. I want to be exciting. I want I want the fans. That might bring an extra sponsorship, which is, is so important if there's a nice brand of football. So Graham Alexander, that's the way that he is. He's not, he's not doing it for anyone else other than himself. That's the way he wants his teams to play. So if he can actually put that and filter down into the squad, then outstanding and like you say if it's getting results and putting points on on the board as well then so be it it's doing its job yeah it'll be interesting to see how it develops over the next few weeks I think um, I think some lesser teams than Rangers will punish them like they'll make mistakes in defensive area if they're playing like that it will happen but but they'll learn from those mistakes exactly and and like you say the manager will likely take the responsibility if that's the way he's asking them to play as well anyway let's move on Chris What's happening at your club? You know what? I was having an argument with the with the missies last night about this. You know, because uh, it's like I'm I'm, I'm trying to kind of I'm trying to kind of pull out all the the arguments that that Celtic can go away. So let's let me let me break it down to you, right? Okay, so it's difficult times, and not only not only about the pandemic, which is the most serious. So let's get that right: the pandemic, the situation, unprecedented times as a football club. It is always beneficial for the players to get away, a different climate, you know, training in the heat, you know, can be good. But under this climate, it, it should never have been done. You understand, right? You know, I, I look at it, you, you look at the, the, the way the, the club has, 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 has acted in the last probably five, six months, and, and, it's, and it's been great. It has been great. You know, they followed the rules. Uh, the, the, the individual that flew off to bloody whatever it was, Alicante or whatever the hell, that was a disgrace. The club never had any power over that. He'd done that. Yeah. But then obviously, all of a sudden, they lost uh, Christie and they lost uh, Edward as well as a few of the Israeli players as well from the international camps. That was nothing to do with the club, although people had to self-isolate. Such So be it, so be it. After that had happened... I would like to think that the powers that be at Celtic think, you know what? There's going to be scrutiny if we go to Dubai. 
You understand? Yeah. You're seeing all these bloody influencers and all this in Dubai and things like that. And, and you're thinking, come on, come on. It's like, this is, I've, I've, Let's let's hit that's hitting me on the head. All this conspiracy theory about the COVID and all that—it's absolute bollocks, right? <laughs> no, I'll be honest with you. There's, there's, I know people that have had to say goodbye to loved ones in hospital over the phone. Craig, it's serious. It's here. COVID is here. It's there's no there's no conspiracy theory. There's no there's no bloody hell. It's yes. It's this and that. It's the hospital. It's here. Yeah, you, you won't get what? any disagreement with, from me on that. Yeah. So, so what we got to understand, we okay, Celtic were in Dubai, and then the whole countries were into a national lockdown. Okay, they should never have been there. The powers that be should have known there's a possibility that this is going to happen because there was rumour that it was going to happen. You know, the tier system wasn't working. There was a there was good chance we were talking about it in the middle of December. There's going to be another full lockdown. But if there is another full lockdown, we don't want football to stop. Mm-hmm. You understand? Yeah. So, and you were saying it, you were saying, look, it's very difficult times and we don't want football to stop, but under these circumstances, the clubs have to follow all the criterias and protocols to make sure football can carry on. Even in England now, they're saying they don't want the players to celebrate goals. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You understand? That's how that's how serious it is. Kilmarnock, St Mirren have put their hands up and says, look, we've breached protocols. We have, we have allowed players to drive into training together. We have allowed players to eat together. We've allowed players to go on the same bus together without social distancing. That is a breach of the rules. That can't happen. They'll be fine. There'll be punishment. So be it. You understand? I don't understand how a team then in that circumstance can say, and this is my club, by the way, a club that I love. I am absolutely devastated that Rangers are pro- are walking away with it at the minute. I'm gutted, Craig. I'm gutted, but there's bigger picture. The club in itself, under the governing bodies, the powers that be should have said, you know what, as well as it might benefit the club and the players, we, it can't happen. Yeah, it can't we, happen. We seem to be, we seem to be in a, at a point where, I mean, you're another Celtic uh, fan, another pundit who is a Celtic fan who's being openly critical against your club and the kind of their defence of it, and there just seems to be more and more pundits and Celtic supporting ones uh, included in that that are that are just are criticising the club and are, are, are beyond defending them and yeah. uh, yet we have kind of and then we have Peter Lawwell come out and apologise for a few things in a kind of yeah. controlled Celtic TV interview and then a few days after that Neil Lennon comes out and he basically almost like withdraws the apology well, well, and Craig, so there's like a contradictory message coming out yeah, but surely you understand why Neil Lennon, because of the... Let, let's put it this way, right? Did they break the rules? Uh, no, well, no. Right, there was, right, right, I'll stop you there, I'll stop you there, I'll stop you there then. Two why seconds, though. Why broke the rules? There was something why in they, the record this morning about Julian... I mean, I mean, this is unconfirmed, but there's something in the record this morning about Julian maybe sitting in different places and different journeys and therefore like rather than sticking with the same people but like I say that's unconfirmed so it, an investigation yeah. into it could find that right. they've broken some sort of protocol or right. something let but. me tell you this let me tell you this then right before a ball was kicked right a ball, before a ball was kicked on the 1st of August alright 2020 if the if the SPFL the SFA say right these are the rules right until this we have this under control there won't be anyone travelling out 
international breaks, whatever it may be, there won't be any if, if any 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 of the rules and, uh, and and protocols are breached, there will be points awarded to the opposition if games have to. And I'm talking about before the first of August, all right? Before the ball was kicked. I'll tell you something now. What happened at Aberdeen wouldn't have happened. What happened at Kilmarnock and St Mirren wouldn't have happened. What happened at Celtic wouldn't have happened. But you know what? If you leave it open, if you leave it open and anyone can look at it and say, you know what? Well, if we do this and we're not really breaking the rules, you're not saying it can't happen. Mm-hmm. You understand? Now, if Julian never went on these on this trip, uh, then Celtic would have come back and there would be nothing said about it. So there's, I'm just trying to say to you that, again, we, the SFA and the SPFL, the Scottish uh, Premiership, they're reacting to to things that are happening. All these scenarios we could have could have been spoke about before the the, uh, the first ball was kicked. I don't know if it was the 31st of July. Yeah, or yeah, the I get what you mean. I don't. Yeah. I don't if, if, if it was all spoke about in every scenario, this is what happens, and let it be known. These are the rules. If any of the Scottish clubs they break these rules, this is what the punishment's going to be. Then the the, the 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 Scottish Premiership, the SFA, they're not going to embarrass themselves awarding three three points, six points to Motherwell and then taking them off them two weeks later because there's a bloody appeal. Yeah. It's I, embarrassing. Yeah. It's I, embarrassing, mate. I agree that that's a bit it, it looks it looks silly. Yeah. I said to you when you said the points were awarded, I says, well that's not gonna that's not gonna stick because they'll just appeal it and they'll uh and, and it's and it's, what it's doing it's questioning the integrity of the actual competition itself. The the S the S, the, the SFA the, the Scottish Premiership they they have put themselves in the firing line here because they were undecided. They left it up to the clubs to agree the rules. Now wait a minute, you're the governing body. It's your competition. You say these are the rules, and if you don't sign sign the bloody uh, contract to say that you're going to abide by the rules, then you won't be in the league. It's as simple as that. Every club would have signed it. They would have followed the protocol, and we wouldn't have these bloody stupid indices. We wouldn't. We wouldn't be let. There wouldn't be any decision. There wouldn't be any grey areas, Craig. I I think I think there's a lot in what you're saying there about how we've gone into the season, after, especially after what happened last season. We've gone into the season without any kind of what if scenarios. Yeah. We, we haven't gone. If this happens, how, then this. Like and how's said. that possible? I know. I know. It's how crazy. How is that possible? I think everybody thought things were going to be back to normal by now. I think that's basically. Yeah, but be 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 prepared for if, for know, when it's not. I know. Or for when it, if it happens again. Shambles. Thirty years down the line, shambles, or, or whatever. Shambles. Shambles isn't a strong enough word. <laughs> but I think what you're speaking about there kind of speaks to the the structure uh, of the governance of because. Neil Doncaster's argument to you or response to you there would be that he uh, is a member's organisation and they're acting in the member's interest and he probably doesn't have the authority to just say these are the rules, sign up to them kind of thing. So they don't have the authority to do that but they can just take three points off someone willy-nilly when there's not been any yeah, so that been done before. That's them uh, putting out uh, that was an uh, what's the word I'm looking for an independent panel that they got to kind of come to that decision so yeah I, I think that that seems to be and listen I think sometimes it seems to be a convenient it seems to be used as a kind of convenient excuse but yes yeah, sometimes the response from the SPFL is that we're a members organisation and we are yeah. acting in our members interest and therefore we need our members to take this decision before we take this decision That so I think what we're talking about here is maybe 
the, 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 that structure maybe needs looked at, or maybe maybe that's Definitely. something that we need to we, we need to debate or, or or look at changing or whatever. Um, but yeah, just to go back to Celtic quickly before we finish. What, what one of the things that I was kind of getting at is there just seems to be a complete mixed messages coming out of Celtic at the moment. Like I say, Lennon's kind of contradicted. Peter Lawwell, he said something different from John Kennedy, who said something different from Gavin Strachan. It just seems to be that Celtic have really kind of lost control of the message on this, and it's and it's culminated in Neil Lennon's press conference the other day, which yeah. is, which he just took aim at absolutely everybody. The yeah. club <clears throat> haven't even acknowledged that press conference on their website or their or their Twitter account. Is do you find that? Do you think the end is nigh for Neil Lennon? Do you think this is uh, all going to come to a head soon? You know what? I, I love Neil Lennon. I do. I love him. He's so passionate. You know, and uh, you know what? 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 That? What I took from that interview that I seen was the amount of pressure he's under. You understand? He is. He is the captain of the ship. He's been sitting festering for ten days as well. And it is. And it has. It's just been one of those things that he's. He's reading it. He's getting the stick. He's reading what the he's came for pundits and everything. You understand? And there is a lot of pundits out there that will be enjoying watching him in that position, you know, for whatever reasons. Uh, he, he threw out the hypocrisy there because you look at the, the certain people in, in government positions that, that have went and broke p- protocols as well and you think, well, wait a minute, how how can you come out and say anything? I understand why he's so frustrated, but as a manager, he has a responsibility to Celtic Football Club himself and the players to be the cool, calm one and say, you know what, throw everything at me as you want because he's reacted like that there's no point his players can come out and do the exact same now because he's he's went and done that so it just shows you there's a lot of pressure under Celtic Football Club at the minute you can see that there's not real dialogue which I'm surprised about because the, the four John Kennedy, John Kennedy Adam he licensed with John and what, a, what an absolute legend of a man he is by the way what he's highly guy. thought of in the but, game yeah yeah yeah. they're all they're all good people so I'm just very surprised that they've because the, the, they all have they're all be in dialogue, but like you say, very different messages coming out. And I just think again, and it's something that we love about Neil Lennon and Stephen Gerrard. At the heat of the moment, you just don't know what you're gonna get. You know, he'll he'd have woke up the next day and thought, "Oh my god, right, I probably shouldn't have done it." Yeah. But he's that he's done that before as well. He's he, he goes he's on his it, next interview with the Celtic players and retracts yeah, some of it. Exactly. Yeah, but you. He's that kind of play, he's that kind of man, you know, mm-hmm. and it's just one of them. Somebody needs to be beside him. So when he comes out and there's a press officer there, that press of, that press officer needs to know what his manager's that relationship's got to be like. Even if it's a hand, a punch in the leg or something, you can't do this. You can't say these things. And he has to be he has to be governed. But we love that. When we're in the media, we love a manager that will just come out and say, We go, whoa. That's us. We've got our sound bite, and that's why that's why it's up there, and that's why we're talking about it now. But let's just say it's probably under the pressure that he's under. We ten in a row season. They're, 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 they're twenty-one points behind. Boom. The performances haven't been great. There's, there's players isolating. You know, there's it's, it's one it's one thing after another. So it's just a snowball effect. Can Celtic recover from this? Well, they're gonna have to. There's only one way. There's yeah, they, they will recover. How long will it take? You, I don't have a clue. But again, it's it's one of them. I'm I'm sitting thinking, you know what? I just can't see Rangers slapping it up. I just can't. The, the, you know, the, the draw against Motherwell. Yeah, they still took a point from a game. They're still picking up points. It's it's one of them, mate. But 
Neil Lennon's, I like him. I, I just, it's one of them. I, I, I've got so much time and respect for him. And it's, I can't see a change being made through this actual campaign, maybe in the summer. But again, he's not doing himself much favours by reacting like he's got to be the cool, calm one leading the ship for us, you know? Yep. Totally agree with that. That's us at about time now, Chris. I'll uh, I'll let you go. I, I don't know where I was going with that. I started that outro and didn't know where I was going. I'll be honest. But yeah, <laughs> before I say totally anything good. else, before I tie myself in more knots, we should just get out of here. Thanks again for joining me, Chris. You're the star. Absolute pleasure, mate. See you later Bye, on. Take care. Sports Social Podcast Network. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.